Hello, welcome to Thoughts on Thoughts, a podcast where you, our listeners, can become part of a conversation with us. We are three therapists who are going to talk about the good, the hard, and all the in-betweens of life. Come join us. Better not pout, I am telling you why. Why Santa, Santa Claus is... Ca- I can sing like a man. Do do. <laughs> oh, you can. <laughs> oh, Michael Bublé. You sound just like Mook- Michael. The, Mook- the, Mook- the, the things. The things. How do you say that? <laughs> is like to coming oh. to town. KJ, don't interrupt I'm Taylor Solo. <laughs> I'm going to let you... <laughs> Finish. Maybe I should stop while I'm ahead. I just wanted to do an experiment. Or maybe not. He <laughs> sees you <laughs> Okay, no, I'm really done. I was really such done. a Taylor joke. I love I it. Really <laughs> so, as a generous thank you for enduring all of that, we'll now segue into our topic. You're welcome. <laughs> for today's episode. You're welcome for what's coming and what just happened. <laughs> Which is, um, I feel like it can be summed up with that Christmas song, uh, River. You guys heard that? No, sing it. All I know is it's a pretty sad song. Oh, okay. About- oh, like Christmas shoes? Yeah, oh like my gosh! Like I'm missing my lover just, on Christmas because I ruined uh, our relationship. Oh, oh yeah, that's a different side of Christmas. Huh? Yeah, that's the one that's not talked about on the Hallmark station. Yeah, we're talking about the gosh. other side of holidays today. Mm-hmm. The hard side, the, the real side, the sad and lonely. And yeah, it's just a very difficult season. If you've lost someone, if you are not where you want to be in your life, I feel like the holidays are a big reminder. Or if you have struggles with your family, mm-hmm. the holidays can be a very difficult time. Yes. yes. So we want to dig into that a little bit today and just talk about some ways to cope through the holidays. If it's a time of year that's reminding you of a lot of hard things in your life. Yes. So. For the majority of the year, we're able to really put things into perspective most of the time. But for some reason, when the holidays come around, there's an expectation of how we should be feeling or how other people should be acting towards us or our attitudes and stuff like that. So it can be kind of difficult around the holidays to keep that good perspective when we're expected to kind of feel happy and joyful and grateful and loving and people are coming yeah. together and the most wonderful time of the year the most wonderful time of the year which it can be it can be really really exciting and happy but at the same time it can be tough sometimes an example that i'm thinking about in my mind are family dynamics so maybe your family 
Does it look like somebody else's? Or maybe there's been a recent separation or a divorce or somebody moved away or you're not speaking to someone or something like that. Around the holidays is when we're all expected to kind of come together and gather and have this picturesque experience. So when yours doesn't look like that, it can be kind of depressing sometimes. It can make you feel like a failure. It can make you feel lost. It can make you feel like you don't belong and lonely. And I feel like that's, at least for me, that's kind of what I see clients sometimes around this time of the year is that kind of loneliness like they're missing out or they're not succeeding at the holidays like other people are yeah what does succeeding look like I mean I think society kind of paints this picture of you have your house decorated perfectly you have the perfect seasonal outfit um your kids are making their wish lists. Um, and frosting their cookies on the table, yes. which is not a mess because they're just frosting the cookie. Yeah, they're not just not eating, real. eating a carton of frosting when you're not looking. Yeah. Or sprinkling a whole thing of sprinkles on the floor. Yes. <laughs> and, and, yeah. and everybody's coming to you or you're mm-hmm. all going to this one place where you can all fit yeah. in the same house and nobody's left on the floor or the pull-out sofa, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and every member of your family is there, which is not yes. realistic for everyone. Or you have a significant other. I mean, that's what those Hallmark movies are all about is yeah. that they find their significant Does other the just single in time woman ever stay single in the Hallmark no. movie? Well, no. the best friend might. Oh, but not the true. main girl. Not the main girl. No. <laughs> she always gets her man. Her destiny is decided. <laughs> yes, it is. Spoiler alert, it was not the rich man from the city. Uh-uh, it was never is. the farmer. The old high school met. flame. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was the prince. Weird. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Please don't just go home. And then be with your ex boyfriend. Mm-hmm. That's not always the best idea, guys. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But like the holidays very rarely look like what we expect. I remember my first holiday with Elliot. I was married. You know, I was so excited to be married. I was like, this is going to be the best Christmas ever. And I remember literally crying because I was like, it's just the same. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like I'm going to have that. But again you're this year here. Where I'm like, I have Enna finally. It'll be the best Christmas ever. And then I think it will just be like a normal Christmas because she doesn't understand it, you know? So it's like we do have expectations. And then there's also the added stress of buying gifts for people and then wanting them to be pleased and trying to come up with something. And then there's financial stress. Like the holidays are just a very difficult time. Then there's there's just so many holidays that you're with your family a lot more. And so there's more drama that way. It's just a lot. It is. It really is. So many factors. And when we talked earlier about loss, um, that is a big reminder, you know, when there's times where everyone's gathering or, you know, times when, you know, you kind of feel like, man, this person should be here, but they're not anymore. And that's hard. Like, that is a tough emotion to sit with and to just feel. Mm-hmm. And it's just a kind of a glaring reminder to a lot of people. I mean, I think it's, I mean, it's very healthy in a way to be feeling all of those things. 
because yeah. that means you're not numbing out. And it means, you know, you're really valuing what that person was to you in your life. Um, but it's tough. Like, it is a hard thing. It is really tough. I remember I my brother passed away when I was uh, 14 and he was 16. He died in a car accident. And it's, so it's been many years since his passing. But I remember those first Christmases. And still, I mean, still, it's always a reminder of when you lose somebody. But I remember those first Christmases were really, really tough. And I was very, I was fortunate enough to have a family that was very supportive and very close and very uh, emotionally loving for each other. But at the same time, there is just like an emptiness that you feel there. And so it like do anything about because they're gone, they're gone. And you know that they should, should be there with you and they are not in that reality. Like KJ said, I love the way that you said that cage where you're just like, it's just hard to sit with. It's Mm -hmm. just really hard to sit with. And it's like every day is hard when you lose somebody, but there are certain times like around the holidays that it gets more accentuated and a little more difficult. Mm -hmm. So Tay, did your family do anything in particular that you can remember to kind of help cope with that emptiness? I think we just really tried to surround ourselves. Like we were very, very, we were very, very close with my uncle and my aunt. And so we did tons of stuff with them uh, prior to my brother's passing. And then we still did that. So we still did those things. Like we continued in the things that we did before McKay died. And that was really, it was hard because you're doing the same thing, but it feels different. But at the same time, it's something that you can be, it's like something that can be consistent and something that's expected and something that's reassuring, you know, and we weren't elaborate. We weren't like an elaborate family. We didn't go on like crazy, like vacations or anything, but we were together. And I think it was that sense of togetherness. Like we tried really hard to be together because it's fighting that loneliness. It's in like, those quiet moments that the grief comes for you. Right. And so it can take a little bit of the sting out when you're grieving together, like when you're together and doing those things. So I think just like making a real effort to be with each other was very helpful. Yeah. And I think just taking a step back to take care of yourself, if that's what you need, you know, like we're just going to be together this year. It's not going to be, an over the top Thanksgiving or, you know, like we're not going to go out and party on new year's. We're just going to be together, step back, protect yourself, be with people that you love and set those boundaries for yourself around what the holidays need to look like for you. If you find that year after year, you are burnt out and unhappy with the holidays, then shift that to be something that you can enjoy. Like a great example would be, someone who is overwhelmed by hosting Thanksgiving every year. And then they finally say, you know what? We're going to go to a restaurant. And they're so happy and it's wonderful. And like they can enjoy the holiday. Like that's okay to do. Mm -hmm. You know, it's okay to step back and be like, I don't need to go all out for this holiday just because that's what my expectation of what I'm supposed to do is. Mm -hmm. You can pull it back and do what's right for you. And you should. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. 
even if it looks different because we have that societal pressure, right? Of like, well, so everybody's Instagram is full of their beautiful Christmas decorations. And everyone and... now has like beautiful tablescapes for Thanksgiving. And, yeah. You know, it's not and like, like their just a paper mantles plate. are like beautiful. Yes. I'm like, I don't even have a mantle, you know? <laughs> KJ does now. I do. Oh, yeah. You do have your mantle. She's a mantle person now. Mine yeah. has a... She's above She's us leveling together. up. I'm joking. I've <laughs> got a Star Wars DVD on there. That's my Christmas uh, decoration. There you go. That's there. beautiful. Well, which I one? I have a tree. That's uh, <laughs> uh, the true. trilogy. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, now we can still respond. The original trilogy. No, no sorry. Oh, uh, no? We're watching them all before the new Oh, okay. Okay. okay, okay, okay. So we're starting with... Oh, know, yeah. Start with the Phantom prequels. Menace, you know. Ooh. Yeah. So, that's all right. Don't Paul call or Jar Jar. My mantle. <laughs> what? Me? Never. <laughs> I like Star Wars, but I tell you what, those prequels. I, I'll tell you. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Anyways, but Baby Yoda, am I right? Oh my gosh, People Baby who know Yoda. will know, but people who don't know won't know, so... I was like, I want a baby Yoda. Yoda. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Done. 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 So the holidays are great and wonderful. And it's one of those things where the holidays can be wonderful. You just might have to let go of your expectation of them looking like what we see on TV or what we imagine we want them to be and maybe reframing and restructuring. I actually heard someone say this to me recently of like a lot of times what's oppressive for us is our expectation about life. It's not the reality. And if we can just reframe our expectation, we can be very happy with what we have. And so really I challenge you for this holiday season, reframe how you see it so that it can be something that will be fulfilling and happy for you. Because maybe you're saying, I'm just looking forward to being with my people and then choose who you want those people to be. If that's your family, great. If it's some friends, great, set it up, do something about it so that you can have a great holiday season. Yeah. And something that can help with reframing is choosing a focus or a focal point. So you can choose like, like, Jessica just mentioned, like this is this year, like my focus or my focal point is going to be family. So if I'm doing anything that has to do with my family, if I'm taking my kids out, if we're just doing this, if we're doing that has if we're doing something that has nothing to do with the holidays, if we never frost cookies, that's fine because I'm I'm mm-hmm. with my family and we're enjoying each other and we're creating memories together. So it's like choosing kind of a couple of different focuses so where you can be like, all right, is this this thing is causing me stress. Okay. What is it? Is it, a, is it working towards either of my goals or either mm-hmm. of my focal points for this holiday season? If the answer is no, it might be worth it to consider not doing it. And if the answer is yes, then it's like, okay, you can work towards that. Cause it's, it might be good you. stress then. Yeah. It might be good stress. Exactly. Yeah. And Jessica, you mentioned, you know, working on our own expectations now we've kind of talked about how to cope with that, but another layer of stress that the holiday season can bring is potentially not meeting the expectations of others. Oh yeah. So you my have, mom every year. You have you have, you know, maybe you're seeing extended family that you haven't seen in a long time and it's oh, so are you are you in college? Are are you dating? What are anyone? you doing? Are you yeah. Do you have a job? Oh, do you guys have any kids yet? Yeah. There's no kids. Like a huh? whole layer mm. of 
potentially facing the judgment of other people. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the expectations of others with gift giving, like the stress yeah. of wanting to live up to someone's expectations of what you're going to give them. There's just, there's a lot. Am I the only one who thinks that every gift should be the perfect gift? And then, you know, two days before when Amazon Prime is the last possible moment, I'm like, whatever, I'll just get anything that I can. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so I'm, hor- I'm a horrible gift giver. I, I don't even give gifts because I'm so bad at it. <laughs> I feel like this year we're just going straight gift cards because I cannot handle it anymore. Yes. Yeah. It's a great idea. But that is my way of setting a boundary. I really should do that. So I'm going to do that. This year, to decrease my stress and enjoy gift giving, I will thoughtfully pick out a gift card to a place that I know that they enjoy. There you go. And then I'll be done. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I thoughtfully will give no gifts. (laughs) There you go, Tay. (laughs) As long as you're thoughtful about it, that's perfect. Yeah. That's true. But gifts are very, very stressful for people. Yeah. Yes. Unless you're a gift giver, and some people are wonderful oh, and great at that. Oh, some people are so but, talented. Like, yeah. like they're just—it is like, yeah, it's an innate gift. I think it's it is to language. gift give. Yeah. Yeah. Precisely. So I think, and going back to the other part of that, of you know, maybe not meeting someone's expectation for where your life is, uh, just kind of mentally preparing yourself for some of those interactions. Like I remember when I was single, what was hard for me was people just asking me about that instead of like asking me about college, asking me about my job, asking me about like the other things I was achieving in my life. And so I just kind of had to mentally prepare myself of like, yeah, that might be the focus because maybe that's what is exciting to that person to ask me. And just looking at it of like, you know, they're asking me about my life. That's nice. And maybe I don't have something great to share with them about my dating life, but I can segue that conversation into talking about the other things that maybe I'm prioritizing more, care about more right now. Mm-hmm. And realizing that you can't, the, if you want to talk about something different, then talk about something different. Yeah, bring yeah. It Be like, oh, yeah, dating is super hard, but, like, it's not as hard as the kids I see in treatment. Like, let me tell you about them. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Like, those kids, that's basically who I'm dating, you know, whatever it is. But Yeah. yeah, yeah I really, think- and realize it comes from a good place. People love you. They And a lot of times with family, it's just, it's about the small talk where it's like, what else are we going to talk about? And the way to bypass small talk is to get to a deeper conversation and that sometimes just relies on us to do that, you know? Yeah. And I think when I really think about it growing up and just as a young adult, even I sucked at asking other people questions, Mm -hmm. you know, like a lot of times older people are very good at asking younger people about themselves and what's going on. And you know, if that makes me uncomfortable, ask them about their life. At least for me, when I was younger, it was, they just asked me questions about me and I answered them. And if it made me uncomfortable, I was uncomfortable, but rarely did I turn that conversation around to asking them about them. Yeah. When I really could have and gotten to more of those maybe deeper subjects or subjects that would connect us more 
throughout the year so that we had other things to talk about when we saw each other next. Yeah. That's so I have such a an uh, appropriate example of this. Look, my husband Logan is really, really good at this. It's like super talented. And I think one of the reasons that he's gotten good at it is because through med school, one of the main questions that all these you know, extended family or, you know, all these other people that you're, that you're around sometimes will ask is what kind of doctor do you want to be? And so Logan doesn't like to talk about himself. It's not one of his favorite things. And so, and when he would answer that question, you get a lot of opinions or you feel like you're not choosing the right thing or, you know, he was feeling kind of bad about it all. So then what he would do is he'd be like, he'd be like, I don't know yet. What would you choose? And then it would just like, it was like a springboard for yeah, like, they could have a conversation about that. And then they have a conversation yeah. and sometimes he would yield like great things from it. He'd be like, Oh, this person would do this. And they brought up this point that I never even thought about before, mm-hmm. you know? So it's kind of like, if you're, if you don't know, if you're worried about, you know, like how that will make you feel, do exactly what KJ said. Just turn around and ask them, like. Ask mm-hmm. them how they're doing. Ask them. If you're still single, what was it like for you before you met your significant yeah. other? You yeah. Know? How did you meet them? And where, yeah, how did that turn out for you? And or do you remember how hard it was today? Like it's really hard. What was yeah. it about? You know, yeah. You really can have a deep, meaningful conversation with everyone mm-hmm. that is more than just straight chit chat. But I do understand like it comes with a lot of anxiety when I'm like talking to someone that I haven't conversed with a while. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is hard. But then just realizing that they're just a person, you're just a person. They just want to connect on some level and you can connect with them on that level. And then this is, I have to give myself permission. It's okay that conversations end. (laughs) I don't know why that's very hard for me, but it's okay if like you've talked and then you're like, okay, let's go get some food now because we don't have much else to talk about right now. And that's okay. It's okay. It's okay. So something else that can come up around the holiday season is just like it becomes a bleak time of year. And so it is nice to fill your time with activities and stuff that will, like Taylor said, meet those goals for you. So if you're like, okay, my goal is to have some family fun, then I'm going to choose something that It's fun for my family. And if you want more ideas for how to kind of enjoy the season despite the bleakness, go listen to our episode on Huga and SAD, Seasonal Affect Depression. Because we have lots of ideas in there about how to make the holiday season more meaningful in the face of no light. It now gets dark at 5 o'clock here in Utah. So it is officially the bleak winter. (laughs) It's not snowing right now, but it's coming. I can feel it in my bones. Actually, by the time we release this episode, it will definitely be snowy. So yeah, (laughs) you guys are feeling it. I bet. So some takeaways for this episode would be working to manage your expectations surrounding the holidays and then kind of adapting to doing things in a way that doesn't stress you out. Uh, focusing on the things that are truly important and giving yourself a little grace. You know, if things are hard, uh, that is okay. And allow yourself to feel the emotions of grief or discomfort or whatever comes along that is tough and allow yourself to give some 
emotional and mental space to those emotions so that you can process them and then move forward in a way that, you know, can allow you to find maybe some pockets of joy throughout the season and enjoy those when they come as well. So we hope you guys found this helpful today. And we do hope that your holiday season is full of some of those pockets of joy, uh, even if some things are are really challenging around this time of year. So mm-hmm. please share this episode if you feel like there's anyone who may resonate with this or, or find it helpful. We really appreciate when you guys share these episodes out. It's awesome. And we sure love you. Sure do love you. Happy holidays, everyone. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Go get your pie. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us today. We want to create a community of inclusion where we can have conversations about topics that you need help with or have questions about. We want you to have a voice in this process, so please let us know what you want to hear about on future episodes. You can email us at thoughtspod at gmail.com, and if you search ThoughtsPod, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All original music is composed by Milan Vrijic from Valley of the Bears, and our logos are by Rick Thomas. Thanks for joining us. Bluebirds. Bluebirds. A high octave to start in. <laughs> Switch it to the R and B version. Around young virgin, mother and child, holy infant so tender and mild. Did you say R and B or rap? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Totally, I said R and B. Is a little. <laughs> I did like your rap version. I, yeah, that was a good version. You're welcome.